I zipped my hoodie closed and flipped the hood up over my head, covering my shoulders so they wouldn't see the blazing, fiery green glow, brighter than it had ever been. I fast-walked toward the abandoned building ahead, keeping an eye on my surroundings. I heard a rustle in the distance and veered around. Alice! Brian rushed up to me and grabbed my hand. Come on! We ran as fast as we could, trying to escape from something, someone, terrified, confused. I didn't know who or what was chasing us, or where we were headed, for that matter. We just had to get there, fast. Out of breath, so tired, muscles burned, feet ached. It was dark inside and the building was dirty and old, completely falling apart. Broken pieces of glass and furniture littered the floor, wallpaper peeled, The air smelled of mold. I coughed hard, choking on dust. I flipped a switch. No power. Oh, God. We were sitting ducks. We ran up a flight of stairs. I knew that on the fifth floor, a sky bridge connected this building to the next. Get out before they find you. A voice lingered in my head. Whose voice? They will kill you. I turned to Brian and yelped. What? What the hell, Alice? He looked around frantically. What is it? He had them. The veins. Glowing azure veins resonated beneath the skin of his left arm. The light started from just above his elbow and stretched down to his fingertips, mirroring my own in every way except in color. Your arm! Your... What? We don't have time for this. We have to find her. Her? Her who? What's wrong with you? We have to find her and get to the door before they find us. Door? What door? Something crashed behind me and I gasped. Let's go. Brian grabbed my wrist. We ran, dodging debris and hopping over broken planks of wood and ceiling tiles. More dust clouded the air. I coughed, covering my mouth with my sleeve. The rooms crumbled. Every step was a hazard. The floor could give any second. Third floor. Fourth floor. Fifth floor. The sky bridge was just ahead. Only a few sliding glass doors and shattered ceiling tiles stood between us and freedom. I rushed toward the doors and started lifting and tossing aside debris. Brian helped, digging into the piles of musty drywall and kicking pieces out of the way. Something sliced my palm and I grunted, turning over my hand. A deep, hairline wound split open and blood oozed from my palm. Ugh, I cut myself. No. Brian came to my side and grimaced. It's deep. He looked around for the culprit and found it at my feet a glimmering tin ceiling panel. Damn it, that's no good. He wasted no time in removing his overshirt and quickly wrapping it around my hand. He tucked a tail end into a fold and pulled it snug. I flexed my fingers. It would have to do. I'll get the rest, he said, making short work of what was left in our way. The ground rumbled beneath our feet. It sounded like a floor had collapsed somewhere else in the building. Help! A female voice, muffled. Help me! Again! Brian perked up and listened. This way. He motioned to the right. I think she's over there. I took a step and stopped. No, Brian. I held my ground. We have to go forward. We can't stop for anyone. They warned us. Somehow, I couldn't even remember who they were. Whoever she is, she's in trouble. He glared at me as if I were the most selfish person on the planet. We have to help her. We had almost reached the next building and freedom from this death trap. There wasn't much ground left to cover, only a glass bridge that could crumble in an instant if another tremor came through. The glass already showed stress cracks, but we couldn't get separated. The look on his face made me feel like a villain, and I couldn't stomach his disappointment if I said no again. Okay, but we have to hurry. I hopped over a small pile of broken paneling and followed him. 
My hand ached. I flexed my fingers and squeezed the blood-soaked shirt. A few droplets of crimson fell to the floor. Ugh, no. Now they could track us. We were in trouble. Brian, come on. I'm bleeding everywhere. Please, help. The voice sounded weaker now, but closer. We rushed into a nearby room filled with piles of wood and broken drywall. The pungent scent of decay made my nose wrinkle. Something moved, and I backed up against the wall, afraid the floor might give way. There, Brian pointed. A dark-skinned hand reached toward us, trapped and camouflaged beneath a pile of rubble.